This gospel passage this morning is in two parts. The first one is addressed to us when we are guests at a wedding banquet. And at the time of Jesus, where you sat made a big difference. There was a sense of places of honor. And so he tells the people, you know, don't be sitting down in, a, in the place of honor in case somebody else more distinguished than you are there. And then you've got to give up your seat and you end up in the lowest place. Uh, I go to a number of wedding receptions and I, I don't recall any places of honor in that way as we celebrate weddings contemporarily. What I notice at wedding receptions is, okay, is the table on my mat, when do we get to go to the buffet line? That's the place the king concerns me. But I think this issue of social standing, we may express it differently in our society, but it's still very much there because it's very much part of us as human beings. We, we like to be honored. We like people to think well of us. And maybe now it might not be replaced with places of, of you know, where you sit, but it might be on how many likes you get on Facebook or how many times your friends text you or might be how you do in the parish euchre tournament. It can manifest itself in all different ways with how we approach, uh, how we measure up with income or occupation or, or any number of our appearance, who we know. The thing is, if that's our gauge of how we're doing, we're probably going to be disappointed because we're always going to find people that are better off than us and people that are worse off. And doesn't work very well. I think the point that Jesus is getting, I think there's a deeper point in my sense of the gospel. What really matters, our worth is not measured by recognition from our peers, but who we are in God's eyes. That's what counts. It's not about whether we're up or down on the social scale. It's who we are in God's eyes. And who are we in God's eyes? Each of us is a beloved son, a beloved daughter of God. That's what matters. It's not where we are on the social standing. I think one way of uh, articulating that, one word that in my mind expresses it, is the word humility. And that's what we heard in the first reading. Conduct your affairs with humility. And there's different ways people understand humility, but the way I think of it is to look at its root. Its root comes from the word humus, which means of the soil, of the earth. And to be a person with humility is somebody who has their feet on the ground, who knows who they are in God's eyes. Somebody who knows that God is God and we are not, but who knows that we are made in the image and likeness of God, and that's what matters. When I think of humility, I think of Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, where we hear the second account of creation and how the Lord God formed the man out of the earth and blew into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. To me, that's a, that's a very powerful, poetic way of expressing who we are as human beings. 
We are of the earth. Uh, it's, you know, we come from the earth. We are earth creatures. And yet it is God who breathes life within us. And, and breath, the word that's used for breath in the Hebrew is ruha. It's the same word used for spirit. God's spirit has been breathed into each one of us. If you go to Grand Rapids now, there is a special exhibit in the Ford Museum. And it's uh, this Michelangelo's painting of the Sistine Chapel. And so you don't have to go all the way to Rome. You can go just to Grand Rapids, and you don't have to look up at a ceiling. It's right there in front of you, each of the panels. And so they got all the different panels that are on the ceiling right on display in front of you. Well, the most famous of those panels is the one where Michelangelo painted the creation of the first human. And you can see there that sense of that, that spark of divine life, God's spirit being passed to us. And, and so that's the piece, again, that I'd want you to think about with humility, is we are of the earth, we have that in common with all human beings, but each of us has been given that life through God. Now, the second part of the gospel, the first part was directed to guests at a wedding. The second part is directed, what about when you host a wedding or, or any large party? Do you think about who's on the invitation list? Well, I think if you've been involved in that, I think most of us, we start with family and then we think about friends and neighbors, maybe coworkers. That's how we draw up our list, typically, I think. Well, Jesus has a different idea, doesn't he? He says, when you hold a gathering, don't invite your friends, relatives, and neighbors because, you know what, they're just going to repay you, that they'll invite you to their weddings and parties and things. Jesus says, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, those who cannot repay us by inviting us back. It's kind of a different way of working up a guest list, isn't it? What does that all mean? I don't know, but here's how I look at it. I think Jesus is shaking things up. I think he's telling us something for our time on earth, but also something about heaven. I think what he's telling us about our time on earth is widen our circle of concern. Yes, we want to be thinking and caring for our family and friends, but don't limit it there. Also reach out to the poor and the vulnerable. Bring them into the circle too. And then when it comes to the heavenly banquet, I think it's an invitation to think none of us earns our way into heaven. It's all, we're like the blind and the lame and the poor and the crippled. Those who cannot repay the invitation. God is the one who invites us. Just as Jesus speaking about you know, who we are to invite, God invites us. What makes it possible to be to the heavenly banquets, not because what we have done, it's what God has done for us through Jesus. Jesus giving his life for us on the cross. That's what issues us our invitation. Every time we gather here at Mass, it's an opportunity to express the virtue of humility. Every time we come to Mass, we begin Mass with a penitential rite. You know, with the uh, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy. 
It's a way of acknowledging that God is God and we are not. We need God. We depend on God for everything. It's our chance to give thanks to God for the air we breathe, for life itself. We gather at Mass to recognize our dependence on God. We gather at Mass because it gives us a glimpse of the heavenly banquet when God will gather together those from the east and the west, the north and the south, the blind and the lame, the poor and the broken. For this we give thanks.